This episode of Profiles in Risk is sponsored by VirtualVirtual5k.com. VirtualVirtual5k to support insure equality. So what is insure equality? Insure equality is a nonprofit seeking to create and enforce accountability in the insurance industry in the pursuit of diversity and inclusion. There are many great organizations advancing DEI and insurance, and they all do a fantastic job of educating the industry, but IE is different because IE seeks to hold the industry accountable. That's exactly why I do my, my yearly virtual virtual 5K for insure equality and exactly why I joined IE's board of directors January of this year. Learn more at insureequality.org and donate at virtualvirtual5k.com. This year's virtual virtual 5K, 5K is on Monday, November 6th at 2 p.m. Central Time. Last year, uh, I, I streamed myself uh, playing 66 songs on uh, Beat Saber and uh, raised almost $3,000 this year. We're aiming to raise $5,000 last year. We streamed for five hours and 18 minutes. Who knows how long we will stream for this year, but you can keep me streaming longer by donating today at virtualvirtual5k.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Kanis, pitching the second one of a double hitter today. And today I have with me uh, Emma Roloff, second time on the podcast, uh, prior representing a, a, a then employer, and now independent consultant uh, at their own, uh, her and her husband, uh, Roloff Consulting. So, Eva, I, I feel that, like, like uh, I saw you, uh, I don't know, about 55 times this spring, uh, and, <laughs> and, and I hope that you're doing the, the, the conference circuit this, this coming fall, uh, because otherwise it's going to feel really empty. Without, well, well I, at the very least, I'm going to see you speak in Calgary. Uh, we've got that one. Yes. Uh, so at the very least, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and, and beyond that, I don't know what your new plan will be. But, but anyway, uh, thank you for coming back on the show. Uh, and, and, uh, what is role of consulting? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be back and, um, excited to see what you and the team continue to do with insurance nerds. I saw a big announcement about that today as well. Um, but to answer your question, roll off consulting, um, my husband and I are focused on helping companies specifically within the software and services realm of insurance really narrow in on how to transform their sales process. So I'm well known for helping insurance carriers transform all different kinds of processes and implement technology and tools for them to pull their old processes forward. And what we're gonna be doing is taking our both of our sales experience over the last decade and applying that to helping sales teams really figure out how to make the most of digital sales processes. So things like social selling, how do you weave that in with traditional sales tactics and make sure that you're really being consultative through your approach to help people solve problems. Okay. Okay, so, so so really focusing on, and I, I was surprised when, when we when we chatted offline, I don't know, a week and a half ago, that because in my mind you had really become kind of the 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 uh, change management person, right? The 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 the, the enterprise change management per person, and and after enough TikTok songs, uh, you got it in, <laughs> in, in, in my in my head that that we have to get buy in from 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 the people that are going to be affected by the change, and like a bunch of other characteristics. So so, okay. 
Um, so I saw you saw. Well, I will. Go ahead. One thing I will, one thing I will add. To be a good salesperson, you have to be incredibly good at change management. And so there is definitely a vein of commonality there. And I'm also not ever going to shut up about how people need to have buy-in from their team to make a change successful. So I won't be going anywhere when it comes to that. Um, But I would say that there is a lot of overlap in successful sales strategies and change management and how to get hearts and minds bought into what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. So, so I've definitely seen you over, over the last few years seemingly come out of nowhere and, and put organizations on the map uh, selling in, 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 the, in the insurance space. Uh, so, so clearly what, 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 what you've been doing works. Uh, so now as you're transitioning to helping others do what you used to do, uh, how will you guys accomplish that? So, so obviously with the name, you're doing some consulting, but, but you were telling me just before we started recording, there's also some training. Yep. Yeah. So we kind of have three flavors, I would say, of how to interact with us. So there are online courses that are available that we're going to continue to record and provide to people. Um, so that's really like self-paced learning that you can join, um, the community that we're building, take those courses and start implementing tactics as an individual contributor. Um, And then we have what I would say is kind of like that second flavor is sales training and workshops that are going to be less self-paced and more cohort in nature or with your sales team. So working directly with teams at, you know, their sales trainings that they are hosting internally for their team, as well as um, partnering up with other organizations to talk through what we see as a digital sales framework and how to take advantage of things like social selling, as I mentioned. Um, And then that last bucket would be direct consulting, working with uh, my husband and I, James, to really dig into your specific niche, what kind of problems you're solving, and really do an audit of where you're at against what we would benchmark a digital sales process to look like and identify specific gaps and how to fill those gaps for you moving forward. Okay. So I, 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 I came from an organization uh, where they are uh, the oldest and largest in their space, but a company of only 100 people. So out of those 100 people, maybe 10, 15 people are, are, are sales. And they're, they, they sell kind of three different services within the same kind of industry vertical kind of thing. And, and uh, as, as I started there, basically my, 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 my training was the CRM, uh, what our three verticals do, and I only sold one of them, and basically like start calling, <laughs> literally start calling and leaving mm-hmm. voicemails. For insurance executives, uh, and yeah. and really like like very very old fashioned basically. Now I, I did fairly well, and, and luckily we did have a great brand name within the space. Uh, but an organization like that, uh, are is that the kind of organization that, that that you guys would be happy to to come into, or or do they need to be a little further in their in in their journey uh, to to a more modern type of, of selling that, that actually uses more than just marketing SEO and lots and, and lots of, of phone calls and, and voicemails. 
So I would say that there is a lot of opportunity to help a company that's in that space. And I don't want to poo-poo those people from taking steps forward to change their process. But I also think within the sales realm, it's really important, whether you're in my shoes or any seller, to really understand who your target is and how you can help them solve their problems. And if a company is too far behind in terms of digital sales, we might be, our, our approaches might seem so unorthodox that they might not be interested in working with us. You know, you brought up the idea of things like video content that I'm well known for. Um, my husband is really, really strong at writing long form blog content and informational um, content copy for websites and those types of things and how to educate customers in that way. That's going to probably like that long form content and just getting used to creating stuff for your website and getting known as an educational resource in that avenue might seem less intimidating. Where I think our sweet spot is going to be is with a lot with companies that recognize first and foremost that the way that they're doing things is outdated. Now, if you've got a company where all they're doing is say hit the phones, they might not recognize how much things have changed and how much potential there is outside of that. And so they just might not be all that interested in coming to work with us. So our sweet spot is likely going to be companies that are working in a slightly more advanced sales process in terms of how they're using digital channels today. Um, but really the way that I think about it, you know, within the space of insurance and specifically in insure tech, you're calling on executives to ask them to think about a different way of doing business and updating their processes using technology. And if you're doing that without leveraging the tools that you have at your disposal, you're no better than them and their analog processes or their old ways of doing things. And if you're going to be selling transformation as a service, you should be doing it in a modern way. Uh, absolutely. I, I was lucky. I, I, I wasn't selling... Uh, I was selling recruiting, right? So, so, so like the service I was selling, I wasn't selling technology. Uh, so at least I had that going for me, that, that, that there, there was no dichotomy between what I was selling, right? according to dissonance. Uh, right. Uh, so what what works in, in, in the crazy world that, that, we, that we live in, where we're selling to, to very busy executives, uh, where uh, they're very complex uh, purchases, right? That it's not. It's usually not one decision maker. It, it's committees worth of decision makers, each with their own uh, fiefdoms and, the, and the, their own uh, needs and, and restrictions. And, and and what 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 works today? Yeah. So I think that the number one thing to keep in mind is, and like everybody, if you sit with it, will recognize that the way people have people buy has changed. I mean, this has been happening for years. Like I mentioned, I've been selling for about a decade. I remember hearing that social selling and uh, was the way to the future 10 years ago. I remember hearing that cold calling was dead. I don't think cold calling is dead. I don't think old school tactics don't have a time and a place. But what has really truly changed and like will never go back is buying behavior specifically because of the way that COVID has reshaped the way we all buy. So prior to COVID, we were seeing these changes where people were going online and doing their own research. People were slowly but surely getting more comfortable with making purchases online. But the moment that COVID hit, 
we all got really, really comfortable with making large scale, complex decisions and purchases without ever meeting someone in person. And that dynamic, one, shows us that it's possible. Maybe you still have to, like now that we're back into the world of in-person events and stuff like that, there's more of a propensity again to want to get in person and meet with people. But the the number one thing that's not going to change is that you have to get really good at building trust and authority in a completely different environment than you had to pre-COVID. I don't know the last time that I had a customer take the first meeting with me in person. It's probably been since before COVID. Unless I met them at an event and that was our first interaction, you don't get that face-to-face traction with somebody the same way that you used to, especially if it's a larger decision that has some of those committee aspects involved. Because the more companies are working remote, the harder it is for them to get their people in that, into the office to come and meet with you in person. And so even if you can secure that in-person meeting, you might still have half of your audience remote. So you have to get very good at building trust and authority in this digital space. And the best way to do that is through educating your customers. So I mentioned the idea of video. I mentioned the idea of blog posts or um, content on your social media, whether that's written posts or um, you know any of those different flavors, it's about helping solve the problem that your customer is trying to solve and breaking it into components that make them feel empowered to make the decision. And so a lot of that is a shift in, in terms of how you communicate with people. Um, and then also just small things of how you weave in those pieces of of digital trust and digital authority into those opportunities where you're able to connect with people in person or bring them into directly working with you as a vendor or as a prospective vendor. Um, How you do things like making sure that you're consistently showing up to answer questions, even if you don't know during the first conversation, what's that follow-up process look like? Um, a little bit of going back to what we were talking about when you asked me the question of our ideal, <laughs> our ideal client. Do you know very acutely who your ideal client is and how you're going to help them solve that problem? And that all kind of that question of do you know who you're selling to helps shape all of that content, helps shape that trust and authority, and really confidently speaking to solving their problems. Um, so our, our structure, really to simplify it, starts with educating your customers, then looking at how you're connecting with them, both online and in person, and then ultimately what your sales process looks like to consult them through to the point of a purchase. And really breaking it into those three different categories helps us kind of categorize out where there's gaps in a process and help figure out how to solve the, or fill those gaps. Okay. And... Uh... So you guys are based in, in, in Wisconsin area, right? Um, we are, yeah. Given the, the type of organizations that you're like to be working with, I'm guessing you're okay with doing this remotely. Are you also okay to coming in and, and doing it in person? Yeah. Yep. So we've got a mix right now with the clients that we've started working with of in-person sales training, um, some stuff that's going to be remote and, um, you know, whether it's a, if it's a workshop, like a longer term workshop, those will likely be done remote, especially if it's one of our cohort based programs 
where people are going to be kind of coming in from all over the country, or we've had some people from the UK and stuff like that show interest in those as well. So we've got a nice mix of both online and in-person training and, um, and coaching options. For in, in person, do we have the option of having you wear the cheese hat? Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> have not seen you wear that at a conference. So I'm a little bit heartbroken. I, like I did not realize you were for, you, you're living in Wisconsin until just two minutes ago. Uh, yeah, I don't have a cheese head. I, I don't know if that means that I need to get my Wisconsin card taken away. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be hard for me to find one probably, but I don't have one currently in my possession. Um, but I'm sure for if someone wanted to, you know, like offset the cost of me going and buying a cheese head, I could do it and I could do it authentically from Lambo if they really wanted me perfect, to. Perfect. So a big enough contract. Okay. Uh, so so I, I, I am looking at, uh, so you guys launched couple months ago, maybe, maybe less. Uh, and I'm looking at, at, yeah, at, less than a month ago. at, at, at the courses already available. And, and we, you did mention before we started that, that, that you, you'll be, that you're, just, that you're just building them. So there'll be more coming. But thus far, uh, so there's a free uh, content matrix mini course, basically effective content strategy. I think we can all benefit from that one. And while it's free, like, what are, what are you waiting for? Go check that one out. Rolfconsulting.com slash courses. Uh, yep. And then we have a uh, creating your buyer's persona. Th that very, very, very important uh, understanding who we're selling to and, and really like fleshing them out. And that was only 60 bucks right now. So you're basically giving that one, that one away right now. Uh, ultimate LinkedIn profile for sales reps, only 125 bucks. So basically those first two courses are, are really... Those first three, because the first one's free, but those first two are, are really priced right now in, in mid-2023 when we're recording, are really priced at a, at a price point where that makes sense even if my company's not yet helping, right? Even, even if, 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 I, if I'm just a, a sales rep uh, who doesn't have the internal support or my internal support is very old-fashioned, you can do this out of pocket. Like, like it, it's, it's very affordable. And then the kind of the big yeah, product right now, and, and you're, you're hitting it. Like we didn't even talk about that being your goal. I like compared to all the other, other occasions I look at, they're just very well priced right now. Uh, so, so that's, that's fantastic. In fact, if, if I didn't know you, uh, I would be worried about quality. Basically I'd be worried about like, why is this so cheap? Uh, <laughs> Our focus really with those courses is to make it really accessible to individual reps, because I think one thing, honestly, that I've seen over the course of um, the last number of years interviewing for different positions. Now, thankfully, the companies that I both worked for during my sales career were very supportive of my social presence and my approach to sales. But through interviewing with different companies, Tony, I will tell you very explicitly that there's a lot of companies that still don't fully understand the leverage and the value that comes from social selling and a digital approach to sales. And um, anecdotally, I've had conversations with companies that I would think would be much more modern in their approach, or I probably wouldn't have ever applied or had a conversation with them about going to work with them, where they've said things to me like, well, we just really need someone who's going to be aggressive and pick up the phone and grind until the sales come in. And I was like, well, 
I'm really good at closing deals and I've closed big, large deals, but that's not how I've ever operated. And I come with a track record of a decade of success. I promise I'll deliver, but that's not going to be how I do it. And um, that isn't always well received. And there isn't always a belief in the, the model. I've had a lot of conversations um, anecdotally, again, just like through like at dinner at conferences and stuff of like, well, who watches that stuff anyhow? Like, do you actually think executives are spending their time? It's like, well, you answer the right questions and you provide value and they do show up. And I can tell you that they do because I can see them interacting with my content and sending me messages. We, we, um, and so, so our content and insurance marriage is often silly, right? Like, like the whole thing is branded around my, you know, my Superman cape. Uh, and, and, uh, we polled the audience uh, in late 2019, and we were shocked to find out that a third of, of, of our listeners are uh, senior executives, and uh, a third of them are over 45. Uh, we, were, we weren't building content for them, and, and yet there, there we go. And, and just today, uh, Nick ran the, the stats on our uh, 20-some thousand uh, LinkedIn uh, followers on the insurance page, not my own personal one, uh, and 40% uh, of them are senior level executives. So uh, yes, uh, executives in our industry, right? All we do is insurance. Executives in well, our industry. Here's the thing. Actively here's watch the thing. Just because somebody sits in an executive seat doesn't mean that they're boring or that they want boring content. And just because somebody has had a successful career doesn't mean that they're not looking for ways to grow and learn. And I think it's really short-sighted for companies to think that the only way to get in front of them is to think about like being aggressive or hunting them. Insurance executives have never been like, I'm, they're, they're not my dinner. I'm not going to go out and hunt them and kill them and eat them. I'm here to solve a problem for them. And I want it to be a partnership. And that partnership comes from genuinely offering value and them deciding that they see enough in the solution that I can provide that they'd like to be a partner with me. And so it's a very different different thought process behind what the role of sales is. And that's something I don't know. And I've had this conversation a number of times. I think there's plenty of men that think about sales the same way that I do. And there's plenty of men, but there is that like, for lack of a better term, sales bro culture of like, we're going to grind, we're going to get it, we're going to be aggressive. And that's just not resonating with buyers anymore either, because nobody wants to be hunted. Nobody wants to feel like you're just there to get the paycheck that comes after they sign the contract. They want to know that you're someone that they can trust to stay there through good and bad. And that approach is a very different one than just hitting the call, like hitting cold calls as hard as you can until somebody says yes. And, and, and so, can, again, I don't want to like make it sound like it's yeah. all gender, but I think that that's a little bit of it. No, I, 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 I would have made the gender approach even stronger. Like, like uh, <laughs> too many men uh, sell the, the, the old fashioned way and men, men of all ages. Uh, and women mm -hmm. tend to be more, more measured. Uh, in, in, in the way they sell and equally were more successful. And, and uh, if, if you're selling to, to executives, uh, these executives in, in, in our industry, they are bombarded 
by by uh, by sales messaging. So so mm -hmm. you've got to differentiate somehow. Uh, and yeah. and uh, the traditional way is by definition not differentiated. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that there's, again, there's a time and a place for, um, you know, like there, there's still business development roles that are going to have to work a little bit differently than, you know, an experienced enterprise rep that has a large network and um, can can call somebody up because they've worked with them for the last 15 years and have a different level of conversation. I get that there's a point where you kind of do have a little bit more of an uphill battle in sales and you're going to have to try a number of different tactics to be successful. That's not to say that I've never done cold outreach. That's not to say that I won't do cold outreach again. It's just there's, there's a a mix of these approaches and to be successful as an organization in the state of where our market is right now, you need to get better at selling the way that people want to buy. And it just goes as simple as like, you don't like to go to a car like dealership and immediately have four people descend on you because that's stressful and that doesn't give you the time that you need to learn about the cars and look around and figure things out. Just the same way that like our customers are doing research and they're poking around at things and they're learning earlier on before they enter the, the showroom, so to speak, to be descended on by salespeople. And so if you can show up early in that process while they're doing research and help them learn, they're more likely to pick up the phone and call you or go to your website and submit a form to ask you about the solution that you offer um, and start to pull like kind of this, have a more even dynamic and how those partnerships start rather than always chasing. Uh, yep. I agree a hundred percent. Um, the, the, uh, what, what looks like, like, like the, uh, flagship class that's already available. Six week social selling <laughs> bootcamp, 600 books, not bad. Uh, and, and it's, it's specifically a cohort class. So, so tell me about that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, as an ode back to my teacher days, um, I used to teach psychology. And so one of the, um, the principles that's pretty common as a motivational principle is called the hierarchy of needs. And it's really this idea that starting at the very bottom of every, um, like starting from a motivational standpoint, every human needs their basic needs met. Like 
water and shelter and food and um, and then slowly over time, once those motivational metrics are met as you go up, you're able to start getting to the point of self-esteem and self-actualization and really building um, like your, you know, your own personal identity is kind of the idea behind this um, hierarchy of needs. So what we've done is we've, again, to kind of like set a framework taken that hierarchy of needs and there's five steps for it and moved that into what we call our social selling hierarchy. And it's again, looking at the different steps that are needed to get from the point of beginner level. I don't know where I'm starting or I have some room to look at and strengthen some of those foundational items all the way through up to how do I become a thought leader and what do those steps look like to get to the point where I'm recognized as somebody who's bringing unique thought forward to the industry. Now, obviously, you don't get to thought lever, level status or thought leader status, <laughs> say that five times fast, in six weeks. But what we do is break down the steps that it will take you to get there. And if you stay consistent with the frameworks that we put forward, over time, you will reach that like pinnacle point. And so each week we go through one of the levels of the hierarchy in detail, working with the group. And so there's like an online course component that takes about a half an hour each week for people to watch. That's kind of like the homework. And then we have a cohort-based meeting every week to go through that and work through the, the subject that was outlined in the online course. So it takes less than two hours a week over the course of that six week training for you to start building some habits and building some frameworks that make you stay consistent with showing up on social media to really start getting that visibility increase your reach, build authority within the industry, and then ultimately be able to convert more inbound sales opportunities into your pipeline. All right. Uh, so for, for the full-on bring you in to consult for us, how does that process start? And, and, and how, how, do, yeah, how, how does the like, getting to know each other, figuring out what we need piece work? Yeah. So I think I mentioned earlier, we have these three buckets, which are educate, connect, and consult. And across each one of those, we've developed what we call our digital sales audit, which is a number of questions and kind of considerations in each one of those categories um, that we would sit down and there'd be some back and forth during our first kind of get to know you meeting, as you said, um, where we're really diving into who you are, what problems you solve. And then there's a lot of stuff that we can do back-end research on our end as if almost we were one of your customers. So going through and kind of completing this audit across those three categories, then that gives us a really clear deliverable on where we have opportunities or gaps within the digital sales process based off of what we know works within that framework. Then we can identify based on, again, kind of where we have those gaps, what are gonna be our top priorities and put an action plan in place to start addressing those based off of your specific business and where, where that opportunity lies. Um, and then you know we continue to work with the team either at a strategy level simply where we're meeting with you and giving you feedback on where we think that those opportunities lie, how to fill them, kind of ideation around those. 
And we also have an option, um, which again, limited space because there's two of us at this point. Um, but we also have an option that includes some execution for hands-on components for things to get you started and get your team really up and running. Um, so there's a couple of different options. We've got like what we call strategy and then strategy plus, which includes some of that execution time as well. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, thank you so much for your, for your time today. Uh, will will we see you at any of the, of the usual conferences, or 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 uh, you guys don't know yet uh, what you'll be doing? Oh, you guys aren't going to be able to get get rid of me. Don't worry, <laughs> I'll still be popping up. I'm um, leading change my uh, web series newsletter. All of those things are not going to go away. The bug and the passion that I have for um, change management and transformation as a whole is 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 staying and stays consistent but it also gives me a way to continue to do the things that I, we talk about and really be able to walk the walk as well as talk the talk so um i will continue to do that and continue to speak under both the roll-off consulting and leading change umbrella um, about topics like changing in buyer behavior customer experience and ultimately the shifts that we're seeing within the industry as a whole Awesome. So don't worry, Tony. You're gonna. I Your your heart won't be empty at those those different events. I'll still be around. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you for making some time with me today. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day.